guys, welcome back to the Commercial Finance Podcast. My name is Leland Bassus, and today we have one of our private bankers, Otis Thomas. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. How are you doing, Mr. Thomas? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. All right. So um, Otis is, man, Otis has great, great, great work ethic. And uh, today we're actually going to talk about something that is pretty important. And we feel as though that we should share it with other investors and also some of our clients. Um, what are we going to talk about today, Otis? We're going to speak about the five data points. Yep. So we're going to talk about the five data points. Now, an easy way to remember this is the five key things. Um, that you should be aware of whenever you are doing a quick analysis of some type of asset. That could be commercial real estate, investment real estate. Um, it could also be that of a business, okay? These, these same uh, functions apply to that as well. So when it comes to the capital raise or just going in and acquiring a property or a business, uh, it's important to have these things in mind, all right? So first and foremost, um, what is number one? Number one is the current NOI of that particular asset. And the NOI means net operating income. All right, so current NOI, why is that even relative? Why is that, why is that important at all? Well, why that is important is because that's the net operating, or that's your net income that's coming in from that particular asset. Okay, now real quick, something that, that most people don't know about um, the quote unquote uh, net operating income. Um, is that well, I'll put I'll put it to you this way if someone has maybe let's say an escort um, corporation we get getting a little technical uh, you are taxed off of your profit okay your net operating income is a number that is you know it's basically basically the gross revenue or in, or income minus the operating expenses okay so what that what that means is that the net operating income does not account for the debt service. That means that you're alone. It does not account for um, the taxes that you may pay Uncle Sam, okay? So that's why certain corporations, depending on how they're, they're structured and filed, they can pay off of their net, okay? And that's how that net operating income uh, goes, into, goes into play. Uh, what's the second one? It's, it's your performa net operating income. Okay. Um, all right. So the best way that, that I think of your pro forma is uh, think of your pro as your potential. All right. So tell us an example of how, how that may uh, tie, tie, tie together. Well, your pro forma is based solely on what do you believe this asset or you could possibly raise the asset up to. So it's, um, it's more or less a projection of what you think this uh, asset can turn out. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that's very tricky with the pro forma is that sometimes individuals uh, will exaggerate, okay? So that could be one of the many, 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 many catalysts for um, an asset to crash uh, in the near future is if, you, if someone is like way, way too bullish. Uh, the best thing is, one of the, one of the beautiful things is that um, for just about any business, whether you are... Uh, you know, a mechanic or, or whether it's a franchise, whatever else, you're able to have what's called industry index or industry comparison where you can kind of get an idea of what that asset will perform at or for when it comes to peak time, all right? I'll give, I'll give you another example that's most uh, familiar with, with, you know, many people. If it's real estate-based, let's say just this is a regular single-family house detached, right? Um, what that means is that you would look at the pro forma or the potential 
to be the uh, the rental comps in that area, and you'll probably look at the high rental comps in that area to be the, the best the best potential, right? All right. So what's number three? Is sources and uses. Sources and uses. Sources and uses. Um, what is that exactly? All right. Okay. It's okay. You draw a blank. I do draw a blank. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I drew a blank on that one, guys. He drew a blank. Okay. No worries. No worries. All right. Sources. Um, sourcing something means that you are receiving something. Uses means that you're using something. So essentially, um, when it comes to looking at, looking at an asset, you're wondering to yourself, hmm, one, um, how could I get the capital and how will I use the capital, right? How will I deploy that capital? Um, the other thing, too, you're looking at, is you're trying to figure out well in, in, in our example of the house right what's necessary for us to take the current house to make it get top rent right is a new countertop um is it new cabinets uh is it new flooring that's still going to be your uses right right of capital so that's your sources and uses as well if it is a franchise um do you need to hire an additional sales rep Does, do you need to have higher an additional uh sales manager so forth that's going to be your sources and uses, right? That that capital that's needed there, maybe for training, um, maybe also for, for salary, things like that. All right, cool. Number four, what we have there? I believe it's current finance. Almost. So uh, Otis is talking about the current debt structure, right? Yeah. Current debt, stru- debt structure. Uh, give, a, give us an example of what that what that would be. Now, for the current debt structure, what that more or less means is what's the existing debt that's already held on that particular asset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so someone may think like, man, why is that even relative? Why is that important? So, you know, so forth. When you're able to see how uh, an asset is already um, structured, it gives you it gives you uh, more of a gateway uh, for two things. One, to get an idea of how you can acquire that, that asset. Uh, and the second is um, a way of how you can actually um, exit that asset, okay? So, and that's, you know, that kind of leads to the next thing. But anyway, um, so I'll give, I'll give you guys an example. If I'm looking to purchase a business, and this is actually a real life scenario. If I'm looking to purchase a business, this business was in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, and the business is worth, let's say, the, you know, the owner tells me that it's worth uh, $2 million. It has an existing debt on it of, you know, $1.5 million. So real quick, quick quick math, we all know that if that's the case, if I do purchase it at $2 million, um, then that owner will only receive what? $500,000. $500,000, okay? Um, and let's say that maybe he owes for that back taxes, uh, maybe the building, you know, blah, 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 has, you know, fines or whatever else and so forth, so forth. So... Roughly, let's say, you know, he, he would only get $500,000. Mm-hmm. Well, an easy way for me it would say, hey, let me think, let me dive into more of the debt that he already has. Is that debt assignable? Can I assume that debt, right? This is why the, the knowing the, the current debt structure is so important because if I can assume that debt, I don't necessarily have to pay him $2 million, right? Mm-mm. I would just pay him five hundred, you know, 500000 minus whatever expenses, fees, and um, taxes that he may are, may have already occur, occurred in his business, so that's why that you know having that debt structure is so important because it can really um, allow you to acquire that asset with you know a lot a lot a lot less risk and a lot less out of your pocket. Um, give you guys another example too. 
Um, let's say that, you know, the owner has tons and tons of debt on the business. The business does bring in profit, um, but, you know, it's kind of stricken with debt. Uh, what I've seen on some some transactions is if you actually go ahead and call the uh, the debtor and per, or the the company holding the debt, you can negotiate with them, right? And that'd be part of your your acquisition uh, strategy to where you tell the person, hey, listen, I'm going to buy all your debt um, that you owe to you know let's say Sears for example, and you know uh, I'm also going to give you uh, two hundred thousand dollars over time because I'm I'm already, I'm already buying all your debt. What I would really do is I would just go to Sears one on one and say, "Listen, um, I know he owes you a half million dollars. I'm willing to, I'm willing to, you know, come to terms with, with you guys, and and we can, we can, we can, you know, level everything out. You know, I'll, I'll go ahead and pay you guys cash of 150,000. And you'll be surprised of how that can work, but you don't know unless you know the current debt structure of that asset. Okay, and those and those are examples of um, of how that can work for a business. But it's very, very similar if, if for commercial real estate or investment real estate too. So you have to remember to do your due diligence before you walk into these deals. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then what's the very last thing that we are leading up to? That's the, the best part of the process, Leland, and that's the exit strategy. And the what, exit strategy, go ahead. And what that means is how do you plan on getting the money back that you borrowed to get this asset? Or how do you going to also make a profit from that asset? You know what's the worst thing about, um, you know, raising capital or having an investor write you a check for a business or a property that you're buying? What's that, Leland? Is that you have no idea how you're going to get that person's money back with their interest. <laughs> not, not that it has not happened to me, okay? But, but I'm saying, you know, you should always go through these five things. Well, you kind of have a, you have, have a roadmap, all right? Now, you know, I'll be honest. Real estate is a little different to where there's really only a few true exit strategies when it comes to real estate, okay? Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is a refinance, okay? Okay. And that's going to be dictated very heavily um, based off of how that asset is performing, how it is appraised, and last but not least, it's going to be based off of uh, the interest rates uh, in the current economy. All that is going to impact what that, you know, refi could be, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, if depending on, depending if it's a bank or another investor, okay, uh, that loan to value uh, can be can look quite different, okay. It can look very very different. Um, all right, the second one. What do you think the second one is for real estate? The second exit strategy is to sell. Is to sell absolutely, um, and that that sell could be it could be it could be seller financing, right? It could be on contract. That's mm -hmm. still a sell, okay. And hopefully it's recorded. <laughs> You know, Otis and I both have been in transactions where people have not recorded contracts, all right? You guys don't want to be one of those individuals. Make sure you, make sure you record your sale. Um, or it could just be outright cash or refinance, you know, not refinance, outright loan purchase and all that stuff, okay? So those are really the two primary exit strategies when it comes to uh, comes to real estate. And we'll talk about those those exit strategies in, de in depth, uh, you know, at another podcast. Um, now, when it comes to a business, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you have the ability to do, to do a lot more when it, with different options, uh, refinancing, franchising, uh, you know, building your own franchise model mm -hmm. out to other people. Uh, licensing is really, really big. Um, hate him or love him, Donald Trump, a lot of those buildings that have, that bear his name, uh, he does not own. and um, They're actually licensed out, so he licenses his brand. 
uh, it's about 95% of, of the quote-unquote Trump brand is actually licensed out to, um, to different companies. So for business, there are tons and tons of exit strategies, and it just depends on how creative you want to be uh, with that, strat- with that strat- strategy. But for real estate, it's just those two. You're just going to refinance or you're just going to do a basic sale. Basic sale, basic sale. You know what? Oh, you know, I think we should have another podcast where we talk about one of my favorite X strategies for real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think that'll be really cool on the, on the next one. We think. I think so. Uh, and what is that, Leland? Let's 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 give them a little taste of what that will be. Just a little taste. Of, okay. <laughs> so check this out. You guys are gonna love this. All right. Let's just say that you are able to purchase a property fairly cheap. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. And then you, you go ahead and you sell it on contract to somebody. Okay. Okay. Um, and, you're, and you're thinking like, well, is that extra strategy? Kinda. You sell it on contract, uh, but you sell it on contract for a higher price, and you essentially you, you essentially go through the processes of making a mortgage. And we'll talk about that later. Once you make a mortgage, um, let's say that mortgage is is you know five times what you bought it for originally. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can then go ahead and do what do what, do what with that note. You can actually, you actually have to have it seasoned. So what that means is, is that that mortgage has to sit with that particular buyer for at least six months before you sell it to another buyer. Absolutely, absolutely. And then once it has a nice little season on there, right? Mm-hmm. A little salt bay. Uh, you can go ahead and actually uh, sell that asset to someone else. Okay. And so let's say, like I said, uh, that mortgage is five times. Mm-hmm. Right, you may sell it to someone for the for, for four times, okay. but you think about it, you you make four times your profit. Exactly. And you all you did is was just I don't know, and not embellish. All you did was really uh create. You created an asset on paper. On paper, I just love that. Just like the bank do. Just you like can the be bank. your own bank. Boom. So, if you guys listen to the next podcast, we'll go in, the, in into that process step by step, detail by detail, outlining exactly what to do. We may even make it into a YouTube video, I guess, or possible. Hey. Be on the lookout for all content but thank you guys you've been wonderful if you got any questions please do not hesitate to give us a call uh our number should be it should be somewhere on our website our website is lee chandler at uh lee chandler g lee chandler.com <laughs> or you can reach out to me otis at lee chandler enterprises.com all right guys thanks so much talk to you soon and see you later